host, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Gass. Uh, it has been well over a year. The last episode I published was on May the 5th of 2020. What a hell of a year and a half it has been. Uh, it It's just been absolutely crazy. I've been working from home uh, the entire time. We haven't really done a whole lot. Uh, we've just gotten to where... We would like leave the house with our masks on, of course. Uh, and then, because we, we, you know, we got vaccinated, we started leaving the house, and then all of a sudden Delta hit, and now we don't really leave our house very much anymore. I do have to go and finish up a tattoo though uh, next week. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, we we haven't really left the house a whole lot. We went out to eat a couple times while things were starting to kind of finally slow down here in South Florida, and then, like I said. Uh, Delta variant hit, and now everything's back up again, so we're staying at home. Uh, it, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I hope you're safe. I hope you've been doing well. Uh, I, You know, I, I really enjoyed... I can't say I really enjoyed the break. I miss doing the show. That's why I'm doing another episode now. I miss doing the show. I haven't really been watching a whole lot of horror stuff. Some things here and there. Some popular things here and there. Uh, have been watching some classics on Shudder. I still am a firm believer that Netflix sucks even more when it comes to horror. I mean, there's just nothing really good there. Nothing like, ooh, I really want to watch that, or I, I would love to review that. I just haven't really seen anything on on Netflix. There's a few things on Hulu that I've seen. You know, Hulu has their, their uh, Blumhouse series where they do like, 12 films every year, one film for a month, or one film for each month. There's a few on there that I do want to watch. But other than that, most of my horror I get from Shudder and I get from Amazon Prime. I just haven't seen a lot of good stuff on Netflix. Uh, there are There's a couple new shows out that I do want to see. Non-horror stuff, Netflix is doing pretty good. But as far as like horror stuff, I just haven't seen anything. I've been watching, you know, we got uh, Discovery Plus. That came out during the break. And Discovery Plus has a lot of horror shows on it. And, you know, like the uh, My Haunted House is a good one. Paranormal Night Shift. These Woods Are Haunted. Uh, My Celebrity Ghost Story is there. Uh, Haunted Hospitals. There's a lot of horror shows on Discovery Plus. A lot of really good ones. And I've been watching a lot of that, uh, to be honest. Some of the shows are kind of meh. But some of, them are, some of them are really good. I might do an episode just on uh, the horror shows on Discovery Plus. If you don't have Discovery Plus, I do recommend it. We watch it a lot. I like we watch a lot of Food Network, and I watch a lot of the uh, the horror stuff. And then um, there's some good documentaries on there. And then of course there's some stuff on TLC that we watch. Uh, so I can recommend Discovery Plus. It's worth the money. I think it's like five bucks a month. It's really cheap. So. Uh, if you're in, if you're interested in in sort of discovering networks, definitely check out Discovery Plus. Also, I'm going to be uploading all the old episodes, like the original episodes of ScreamStream. These are the ones that I recorded back in 2015, I believe, or 2014. It's been a long ass time since I recorded those. There's about 50 something episodes, so we'll be uploading those probably maybe two or three a week. I don't want to bombard you, but they will show up in your iTunes feed or your Spotify feed, wherever you listen to the to this show at, it'll, they'll show up there. Uh, you can go back and check those out. 
some really good stuff in those archives. I don't have the website anymore. Website is gone. The only website I'm using right now is anchor.fm slash screamstream. If you would like to support the show, there, like if you want to monetarily support, I'm not asking you to, but if you want to, there's a support button where you can donate some money there. I don't really know how that works, but it goes through Anchor, which right now owns by is owned by Spotify. So Anchor's been a pretty good platform. I enjoy it. I've been doing, I did a, a streaming podcast, a podcast about live broadcasting, I should say. It's a Twitch podcast. I've been doing a Twitch podcast using Anchor. I've enjoyed it. Uh, people who listen enjoy Anchor because they like going through Spotify and all that good stuff, but I'm still on iTunes and every, everywhere else. So if you go to anchor.fm slash ScreamStream, you'll see where to listen, and there's a bunch of different places you can listen. There's Pocket, They have a button for Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Radio Public, uh, Google Podcast, Breaker. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm still on Stitcher as well. I should still be on Stitcher. So for this episode, I want to kind of talk a little bit about Fear Street, the entire trilogy. I might There might be a few spoilers here and there, so just be aware. If you haven't seen the trilogy, you should probably go and, and watch those if you want. My personal recommendation, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna, we're just going to talk about it. So the first one, part one, 1994. I didn't really like it. It annoyed me. Uh, it, the acting was fine, fine acting story was kind of okay. It drug on. It, I, I think the first one was longer than it should have been. It should have been maybe 20 minutes shorter. It was an okay story. That's my biggest gripe was the story was kind of just okay. Acting was fine. Great acting. Uh, my main, the first, well, the first thing that annoyed the crap out of me was, you know, I understand the film takes place in 1994 and they want to hit on the nostalgia points with the older audience. But what they did was they took all these songs released in 1994. Some of them were actually, well, I think a couple of them were actually from 95 and they tried to play them all at once in the very beginning so that you see one character, his point of view, they play a song and then from a different character's point of view, they play their, her song, go back to the other character, go back to that song. You know what it reminded me of? When I was a kid, my sister, when we were riding the car, she'd constantly change the radio station, like constantly, and couldn't stop on a freaking song. That's what this was like. They'd play a little bit of a song, switch to another song, come back to the other song, and then switch to a different song, and they just try to cram all, they force, they tried to forcefully cram a bunch of nostalgia in your face in, in a short amount of time, and it, it really annoyed the crap out of me. I'm like, come on. I understand it's nostalgia, but you don't have to like slap us across the face with it. It's just annoying. That bothered me. That, that I guess that really just set my my mood for the for the rest of the film. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, by the end I was like, oh, thank God that's over. Let's move on. Uh, I I didn't like it. It wasn't that great. Uh, it currently has what does this have on IMDb? Let's see here. This currently has a 6.2 on IMDb. I think it's a little high. I give this like a five. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, this would be a five for me. This is one of those films where, I, where I'm like, if you are just super bored and have absolutely nothing to do and just want some noise on the TV while you're folding laundry, go ahead. 
But if you're if you if you want to if you're looking for a good popcorn movie to watch with a friend, this is not it. Not it whatsoever. I will say this: I was surprised at the amount of gore in the film, the amount of gore, the amount of cussing. Because I mean, it is an R.L. Stein movie. It's a teen movie. I don't. I, don't, I mean, is is R.L. Stein kids? Is he Fear Street? I didn't read Fear Street. I didn't read those books. I read Goosebumps, and those were more for kids. Was Fear Street that was more for like, like young teens? There's a lot of gore in this movie, to be honest with you, for an R rating. I was shocked. I mean, I didn't mind it, but I was shocked. Um, I think the other issue just dragged on, and there are a lot. There's a lot of weird plot holes in the film. I just don't. I I don't know. I just don't think it was well written. That's that's my big issue. You know, I can always look past bad acting if a movie has a great story, but this movie has really good acting, bad story. So th- that's the first one. The second one, which was 1978, this one was a bit better than the first. I like this one because again they hit on the they hit on the horror nostalgia films with like uh Sleepaway Camp which I mean, I know that was in the eighties, but, uh, sleepaway camp and, um, uh, uh, Friday the 13th and some of these older slashers of the early eighties, it really hit with those, with that sort of nostalgia that they had, they did less of the music nostalgia, which is fine. But as far as like the feel of the film really felt like an early eighties slasher horror film. I thought the story was a lot better. Again, there were some weird plot holes. Good acting again. This one really set the stage for what was coming in the third film. This one I liked a lot better. I'd say if you can suffer through the first film, this one is an easy, it's an easy watch. I like this one a lot. It's a good popcorn flick. Uh, it's not great by any means. But uh, it was better than the second. Um, there was like there was a couple of characters that were just annoying. Like you know they could have been written a little better, a little less annoying. I know some characters are like meant to be like annoying characters, but like when it gets to a point where okay, this is just annoying for the sake of being annoying. That's when it bothers me. So there were a couple of characters a little like that. But all in all, I like this one. This one also ranked higher on uh, IMDb as well. This one has a 6.8. I'd probably give this one about a 6. 6.5. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about just stop rating films and just say, hey, would I watch this? Would I recommend watching this? Yes, this I would recommend watching. As long as you're, you're willing to sit through the first one. They're really long. I guess that was my other gripe with all of them, really. They were all just a little long. Like, this is an hour and 49 minutes. Your typical slasher is, what, an hour and a half, maybe? 80 minutes, 85, 90 minutes, somewhere around there? These are almost two hours long. That is long for a slasher film. And and you can say, well, they're based off books, and they're supposed to be a deeper story. Underneath it all, 
it's a slasher movie with some paranormal stuff thrown in there, which that I will say this though. I was expecting just standard slashers from the, from the trailers. There are some really good paranormal elements thrown in there. Like the whole overall thing ends up to be ends up being um based in the in the paranormal realm, which I appreciated. Second film, I enjoyed it much better than the first. Third film, 1666. Blarg. <laughs> That's what I have to say about this. Blarg. The way they rolled into this was was okay. Minor spoiler. At the end of the second one, a character does something, and the whole film plays as kind of a, a, fl- a flashback, but the main character in all the films is sort of seeing what was seeing in the past. And for some reason, all the other characters from the other movies are in this one as well. That was, that was, I don't know. I, I know they just want to, they, they're doing the American horror story thing. All the characters play different parts, but for this one, it didn't make much sense. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense for this one. It was just weird. But once you get past that, it's fine. <laughs> I guess. And they split this one up. So major spoiler here. They split this up. The first half of the film, this is another one. It's almost two hours long. First half of the film takes place in 1666. The, re- the rest of the film goes back to 1994 to wrap up the entire story. Did not like that. I didn't like that at all. Because it's, it's just super jarring. My wife was like, wait, is this, is this the end? Wait, what's happening? I'm like, oh, they just went back to 1994. She's like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so... This one, you kind of find out what really is going on with um, the overall story and the main villain. You find out who the main villain really is. And then the second half of the film is just a really long wrap up. Like a really long wrap up. That's why I think these movies are too long. Uh, this 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 one is a little less on the scale. This one was a 6.6 on IMDb. I, I liked the first half of the film. I really did. I, I thought the set design was great. Again, acting is fine. Story in the first half of the film was pretty interesting. I was digging it. Second half of the film, bleh. Didn't care. The ending I thought was rushed. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't really into it. It could have been better. Overall, I'm not really impressed with the movies. If you're really looking for a trilogy to watch, you can find better trilogies. I just, and you know, I like R.L. Stein's work. Well, I like R.L. Stein's Ghostwriters. Well, I like the R.L. Stein books that were put out by Scholastic. How about that? Because you don't know who wrote those. <laughs> Let's be honest. You don't know who wrote Ghostbumps. Ghostbumps? Goosebumps. Those were good, those were good stories. I didn't read, read Fear Street. I felt like they're marketed more towards young teen girls. So that's why I never really read any of them. I kind of wish I did now. I might go back and read some of these. But the, these films, I feel like... I don't even know where I... Where, where was I going with that? Look, here's the bottom line. 
if you need noise on the TV while you're doing chores, throw on the first one, see if you can get past it. If you can't, you ain't missing a whole lot with the second two. That's my honest opinion. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so for next week, uh, back when back in uh, last year, uh, Eric Vasquez had mentioned that I didn't review a lot of classic films. So I'm going to go back and start doing some classic films. And next week, I'm going to be reviewing Rawhead Rex. This is available on Shudder. This was one of my favorite movies when I was a little kid. I saw this on, H- I think it was like either HBO or Showtime. I was a lucky kid. I had I had cable in my bedroom. And I, was, and I had HBO and Showtime. I think I even had Cinemax. Uh, and Rawhead Rex came on one of those. Man, I loved that movie, and I haven't really seen it since. I just remember loving Rawhead Rex, and I saw Shudder had it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. So I watched uh, a couple months ago, I think, but I'm going to watch it again. We're going to review that next week, see how it holds up. I mean, I already know the answers, (laughs) but we're going to see how it holds up. So if you want to be prepared for the next episode, Go ahead and watch the film. Check it out. I might do some spoilers. I don't know. Do Should I do some spoiler or have like a spoiler segment? Like get the spoiler free stuff out of the way. And then in the show notes, I can say, okay, here's a spoiler section. Starts at this time and ends at this time. So I feel like being spoiler free really limits my conversation with you. So let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Scream underscore stream. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. If you don't use a Twitter, you can email me, screamstreamcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know. And uh, if you're into having a spoiler-free seg or a spoiler segment, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do that for you. It might also make the episode a little longer. So I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of ScreamStream. Uh, if you are returning, if you've had this podcast in your iTunes store or in your, in your Apple Podcast app, just sitting there and you never deleted it, or, or in your Spotify library, just sitting there hoping that one day I'm going to come back with a new episode. Thank you so very much. I do appreciate it. I will be back next week. We're, like I said, we're going to be reviewing Rawhead Rex. If you would like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter, scream underscore stream. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's instagram.com slash scream stream. Check out the YouTube. All the links are, are in the show notes. Check out the YouTube, all the good stuff. Facebook uh, page is there. Facebook.com slash ScreamPod. Hit me up. Let me know if you want a spoiler section. I can do it in the show notes where I can do the start time and end time for that. So you can skip right through it. You don't have to, if, you, if you're if you not ready for spoilers, you can skip through it. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, it's available in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, all those places. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll, you're going to find ScreamStream. If you want to support the show, uh, best way to do that is just by sharing out the podcast with all of your friends. If you would like to support it monetarily, monetarily, you don't have to. Uh, just go to anchor anchor.fm slash screamstream. You'll see a a support button there. You can do it that way. Again, I you know I'm not asking you to. And finally, if you have a movie you would like me to review, again hit me up on Twitter. Send me an email screamstreamcast@gmail.com. And lastly, music used for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Until next time, 
I'm James Gassing. If it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.